All right, so I know we've been gone for a couple of weeks, but, you know, you got to take time to regroup. We also couldn't double up on Tanya, you know, having the same hairstyle, so we had to add a little buffer <laughs> in there. Go to hell. <laughs> Don't do me. Don't. Okay. Oh, no, but real talk, I think after we, when we recorded our last episode, you had the purple hair. Literally, like, two days later, yeah. you had dyed it again. I'm like, all right, I see what you're doing. At this point, now you have to keep it up. Like, the moment you, <laughs> ha- you, you have the same hairstyle back-to-back weeks, people are going to think something's wrong. You know what? See, these are plaits <laughs> and um, versatile, so I'll just try to put it in different styles until this shit wears out. <laughs> there you yeah. go. There you go. How's your week been so far? I know we're still- It has been full. Yeah. I'm super, like I, I literally on purpose had to look like this so I didn't look like what I've been through. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm 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 glad I'm still I've still been, you know, schooling really hard. So um I'm just trying to be focused, just trying to be really, really focused as much as I can. And one thing that I have learned this week is that um not even procrastination, I think it's just in the, I don't feel like it right now. Mm -hmm. And when you kind of like break those habits of like being yourself where you normally like, Oh, I'll put this off until X, Y, Z time. And sometimes you're not busy. You're just bullshitting. And sometimes when you just do things right, when you think of them, you just get more things done and you be more productive. So I just learned to just, whatever it is that I don't want to do, I just do it. Okay. Cause you probably need to. Yeah. 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 I feel that too. I, uh, and the way I look at it, too, is when I have, like, a bunch of stuff that I really just don't want to do, but I know needs to get done, I right. get it out the way, so then, like, I feel like the rest of my time is mine at that point, so. Also. Yeah. But How I know, about you? I'm, no, you have been doing things. I've, I've just been smizing from time to time, that's all. I'm telling you. <laughs> I noticed. But, um, no, you've been doing great things, amazing things. I did catch... um. Uh, the episodes that you did on um, the other podcast. Oh, the Awakened Soul. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been really happy. Great with the content. content. Yeah. Great I'm, content. I'm working. My next series is on um, higher education. So, like, I'm gonna. I'm actually the first episode is with someone who works in higher education, and so we're just talking about like if it's still as valuable as what it was, as what it once was, and the idea that people have of oh, I can just be a social media influencer now. So we just really break it down. Um, but I'm going to be continuing the other series as well. So I'm just, I'm trying to push the boundaries. That's it. I'm trying to push the boundaries. I love it. I appreciate it. Keep being black and amazing. <laughs> love. Love. Lust. Lust. And that so. some topics this week um yes and this show is going to be a really interesting one because we got some we got some (laughs) shit especially when we get into these letters um yes (laughs) Yes. so this opener that we have this week is all about toxic traits 
So uh, the first part of it is, should we take more accountability for relationships that end badly because of our own toxic traits? Are comments like, I love too hard, I give too much, or I always put other people first as their toxic traits a cop-out? What do you think about that? Um, Here's the thing. <laughs> it's like now everything is a thing. Okay. Right? So when people found out what the word toxic, toxic meant, yeah. they went, you know, nuts. And then it's like we find all of these new words to to give definition to nuances. And in this case, it's like when people try to create this false sense of transparency, mm-hmm. when they go, oh, my major flaw is that my I love, when I love, I love hard. You know, yeah. people love to say they love hard, but they don't know what the fuck that means. But <laughs> they don't. They don't. Um, but I think it is, it is kind of a, a cop out. And I think accountability comes where you can actually pinpoint what it is, um, or what area that you actually fucked up. You know what I mean? You're able to identify exactly what it was that created whatever relationship status you currently have. So if you guys were in a relationship and it was your fault that maybe you didn't communicate or you didn't really know how to express the love the person wanted or X, Y, Z. After the case, you know, let's say if they try to reconcile or they're just cool as they talk, it's like, I don't want to talk to you unless you're going to tell me exactly why you fucked up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people try to skate around it and, you know, give all of these different excuses. But I feel like when you're actually honest, the person can either say, I appreciate it or fuck you. But you have to be content. But whatever it is, because that's you're being transparent about where you actually your shortcomings. Mm-hmm. But the the fake surface level BS that people try to say are their actual toxic traits aren't like, oh, I don't respond to text messages fast. I'm like, you've seen it because right. you're in your phone all day and you've seen it. <laughs> now, you've ignored it for whatever reason or you're busy or whatever. But be honest. Be honest about it. So as long as people are actually being honest about those toxic traits, not just being honest, but making an asserted effort effort to fix it, then I feel like we'll get somewhere then. But just telling me what your toxic trait is, what do you want me to do with that? Because now I might not want it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's... I give too much, please. <laughs> I think I think too like some people sometimes people need to just admit that maybe where they went wrong in the relationship is staying yeah. in the relationship but follow up by saying I stayed because it made I wanted to feel love I stayed because I was right. afraid to be alone like follow it up with what action you did rather than just put it on I, I don't know people are just weird like it, it, mm-hmm. it like you said Trying a fault. To remove yourself from responsibility exactly. that's what the hell it is exactly and and it's like how do you expect to grow? And I feel like so many people, they'll compare Like, it's the same way when people compare themselves. Like, well, yeah, I did something bad, but at least I didn't do this. Okay. Right. There's, al- there's always going to be something that can be perceived as worse than what you, unless you just murdered a baby. There's always going to be something that you can technically perceive as, as worse than what your action was. But you right. have to take responsibility for the fact that that doesn't make your action any better. Like, take responsibility for it. I feel like... Once you, once your actions or words cause a negative effect on someone else, it is now your responsibility to remedy the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because ultimately you are the cause. Now, whatever the circumstances that led to the cause, that's beside the point. 
is as long as you're able to be, like you said, yeah, I did this and I, and not just try to put the, the onus on someone else and say that this is the reasons why it didn't work out because you didn't make me feel. That is not their responsibility. I remember Jada and Will Smith were talking about that. Like, your partner, it's not their responsibility to make you happy. You have to be a happy person. Mm-hmm. And then in turn, they want to be happy to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's and, and so when you're, you're at those, well, my toxic traits, if you're not trying to avidly fix them or work on them, sharing it is just pointless, asinine. Yeah. 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 At that point, you're just you're, you're you're not trying to do anything to make it better. Yeah, you recognize it. Okay, that's good. But there's there's more things that need to come after that to actually fix it. So action, and that's why people don't like accountability. Accountability means now I have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. The same thing with reparations. That's why they won't give them Ooh. because they're like, great, we realize that we did something wrong. Now we have to pay y'all. Yeah. You know that accountability comes after that. Or responsibility comes after response accountability. So yeah. Well, there you guys have it. Anything left <laughs> on this one? <laughs> oh no. Nah. All right. So another one that we got uh, that I, I don't know if it's a hot button issue or not, but I do think that it's mm-hmm. one that I don't think we talk about enough. So like, do men get intimidated by women with too much sexual experience? What do you? The great question. What do you think? <laughs> I, I, I absolutely do, and I think that. I've talked about it before, like not only do they get intimidated, but then on top of that intimidate intimidation, they then try to make the women feel less than you're a hoe, you're loose, Mm. you're X, Y, Z. Like, and the thing is, is that a a man, when he has a bunch of sexual partners is looked at as what? So on your Royal Oats, uh, (laughs) just being out there being young, but it's it's a completely different set of standards when it's, when it's women and men, I don't know about you. How many men have asked a woman within like the first or second date? How many people have you been with? Like that fucking matters. Like, what do you think? Cool. Um, I feel like, first of all, fellas, just bask in the appreciation that she has acquired these talents. (laughs) Just stop there. Stop and just appreciate all the experience she's had up until she got to you. That's why she's able to do the double hand gawk gawk. That's why. Now, when you back, when you back up, you know what I mean, and, and, and look at it in totality, it's because that women were never seen as equal sexual partners. You know, for the most part, women are used to being fucked on. Mm. We're used to being used to a degree because for a long time in history with women, um, sex, when sex was over, it was when the man came. That's when sex is over. Mm -hmm. And so you had a lot of women who didn't have the opportunity to um, be independent. So they have to be a housewife and they have to give it up when when he wants it because he's the breadwinner. He takes care of the bills and he takes care of you. So it's kind of obligatory, if you will. And these men weren't interested in satisfying these women. So that and so those women could not have a healthy relationship with their daughters about what sexual pleasure is. So over time, just... (laughs) decades are passing where women didn't have any real expression of sexuality except what what men want. And even when you look at porn, all of it is men doing things to women. Um, Fisting, strange things, you know, all the categories is normally the woman taking some type of punishment, you know, being slapped around. So we're, we're used a lot. So we weren't kind of seen as people that have 
their own individual sexuality. Now, you know, I would say coming to the, what, the 60s, 70s, what, whatever, when women became more sexually liberated, men didn't like that because, it. okay, so you're my wife and you want to come all the time? I'm not interested in making you come. <laughs> I go to work, bitch. <laughs> That's not a qualification, you know what I'm saying? So um, it just led to a lot of generation of men that weren't interested in satisfying women. And then in turn, the women not asking. So you let this just led to a bunch of women not being satisfied. And again, our moms don't know how to talk to us about sexual pleasure as a woman. You just taught not to get pregnant. Yeah. That's what you know about sex. And so many women have sex with men and it's just until he comes and then it's over. Mm. So when women started to go like, actually, I like to come too. And I like different partners and I like different positions and I like all these things. Men are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, this is not fit in the parameter of this box we made for you women folk. Wow. You guys are made for this. You're made for cooking. You're made to be domestic. You are not made for this sexual pleasure thing. And so now that women are kind of, you know, finding that and, and being more sexual and liberated, of course, here come men because it doesn't go with the status quo that men love, you know? Um, and a woman being dominant or sexually dominant, all these things, it kind of make men feel insecure in a way. Yeah. So if he has a lot of experience, he's like, well, how many dicks did you suck to get to this point that you're so good? It's like appreciation. Stop <laughs> and appreciate. <laughs> um, because those things are insignificant yeah. because it's not happening right now. You know what I mean? Um, and you don't get to dictate what people's past is. It's over. It's done. You have nothing to do with it. But I think that comes with this, this insecurity sometimes that men have with, am I not, am I going to be enough for her? Mm -hmm. Right. Do I have enough dick in my back pocket? Like, <laughs> am I going to have enough? Right. And so to find out that she's not coming, like I recently, uh, I was watching this, on Netflix, it's a show called, like, Explain, The Brain Explain and things like that. Okay. I love it. Um, but it was talking about sexuality and things like that. And it was like, with women, if your your clitoris is not being stimulated, then technically you're not having sex. Because a lot of women, you know, kind of was like, oh, you know, I can't come from penetration. Mm -hmm. And that's because the clitoris is not involved. It's a small piece outside, but it, like, it straddles the whole vagina area. It's a very big organ, literally made just to come. Oh, wow. So all this time has passed and women had no information on these things. So even if women weren't aware of that, women just want to have sex just as much as men do. And I don't think anything is wrong with that. And so as much sex as she has and acquires, of course, she's going to learn some things. That's true. And so, I mean, I don't see why it's such a big thing. Like, that's why sometimes uh, the slut walk that Amber used to do or whatever, mm. and I was like, I get it. I probably won't march down the street saying <laughs> I'm a slut, but I totally get it, though. Okay. It's, it's the rebelliousness to, I don't care how much you want to call me this. I like having sex. And you can't shame me because, yeah, I agree. I'm that thing. That's what she was basically saying. But when women have too much experience, that whole label of just what a whole slut, all, all of that stuff, it's just men trying to find a way to find power again. That's it. 
have you ever run into a situation in which your past intimidated the hell out of somebody? Um, past? I wouldn't say my past. Your experience, um, I guess. Maybe that's a better way to phrase it. I mean, it's definitely been a case where, um, let's say, I mean, we were together for a while, but we separated for like a second. And I wasn't really sleep with anybody else. It's just that when we had sex again, it was like very different. I was just doing different things. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he didn't say nothing during because, you know, y'all don't care. <laughs> but immediately, because that post-nut clarity, uh-huh. in post-nut clarity, he went, hey, where you learned that? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking? I just wanted to say, no, 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 no. Why are you trying new stuff? What that mean? <laughs> Who you been doing that with? I was like, damn, okay. Um, but I wouldn't say, I, well, I can't tell because men aren't always that honest. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be like, you know what, you're... You seem very, very experienced, and I, I, I'm shocked. <laughs> You're not gonna get a man that's gonna tell you that. He's just gonna be like, "Oh, that's what's up. I'm trying to do that again." That's it. Can, what about you? Can you do that thing again? Can you, can you do that? That that thing you had the last time before last. <laughs> what about me? What do you mean? What about? Yeah. Like, have you been in a case where one was like, "You know what? You're too freaky for me." Like, oh, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. How do I know? Cause smizing, right? <laughs> what does that have to do with it? Like, I'll tell you later. But, <laughs> but, but I, I definitely could see a man being very um, uh, sexually ex- experienced, but in a creepy way. Because <laughs> for, because again, like as a woman, it's things getting done to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For the most part, you're not really doing too much to a man. You know what I mean? Men have limits, you know, heterosexual men have limits um, or, you know, different things. But when a, you, it's just like 50 shades of some other shit. When he walked, she walked into the room and actually saw what his kink was. Mm-hmm. And that's intimidating. You know, if a man like, actually, you know what? I like BDSM. I like the, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> oh, you like sex, sex. <laughs> <laughs> You know, most black women are going to have that response of, I ain't doing all that. Right. It was, it's cute in the movie and in the book, but you'd be like, girl, a bitch not going up there. <laughs> I'm ain't going. Oh, man. That is hilarious. Because we're naturally rebellious. But, <laughs> but no, I feel like maybe it's the same for a man, too. Like, if if a woman just kind of is very aggressive and knows what she wants, sometimes that can throw a man off. I appreciate that. Like, let me know. Cause that, whoa. that means I ain't got to try to figure it out. Just let me He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Yeah. I can see that intim- being intimidating, but just sex and just the fluidity of sex yeah. and the way you move. It's kind of like choreography, you know what I'm saying? And like, hello, nigga, I had to practice. It's like having a great sparring partner. That's all it is. That's really it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how many sparring partners you had. We're sparring now. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> well, let's move into the next topic. Um, this one is one that I think we, well, not all of us go through, but all of us see in a way. So social media, social media relationships. So with social media being easier uh, to just build emotional ties to people that they've never actually met. And the interesting yeah. concept that I heard on, on the Unicorns Talk podcast actually was the idea of soul ties. And I had never heard of that before yeah. in phrase that way, but it makes sense. What do you think about it? Soul ties? Yeah, soul ties. 
can you explain it to me <laughs> so the way that it was explained on the on that podcast is that um it's when like you give pieces of yourself to someone and they give pieces okay. of them to you and you guys kind of become intertwined so like there's this not really animate like it's it's this ability on social media like you you can kind of be who you want to be in a sense so you, right. you you you're you're somebody's connecting with the idea of how you want to be seen they may not even know the real you but because right. you get to be who you want to be with this person you guys become mm -hmm. it, it feels like a closer connection because you're you're able to they, they can't see through the facade because they don't get to be around you so that that that's and that, that's kind of the concept um <clears throat> i don't know about soul ties exactly i would have to like look more into it okay but I do feel like when you co-create with the person, um, just meaning that you're coexisting in the same space, you're literally creating like the same memories, the same, you're co-creating. And I believe when you do that with people, it makes you closer to people, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as soul ties through social media, um, again, like you said, like people are falling in love with the curated version of you, which isn't true. It just isn't true. And and it's not about the filters. It's not about, um, the, you know, the content that you put necessarily more so than the reasons why you do it. Yeah. Um, and the people are kind of falling in love with that. And I feel like on a separate note of the relationship, I feel like social media has in a way like humanized celebrities mm -hmm. to where our relationships with them has changed. You know, um, because before you wouldn't know what was going on unless you had Tiger Beat, um, <laughs> MTV News, you know, different things that kind of let you into the world of, yeah. you know, music or Hollywood or whatever. But now, like, if I really want to, I got into an argument with Spinderella. I know I should have no access. <laughs> of all people, Spinderella. I, it wasn't my fault. But now that it makes people so um, reachable, it's, it's changed our relationship with music and, yeah. and artists and even with even with our friends sometimes, because I found that sometimes in certain relationships, because that's a that's a relationship, your friendships. I realize that I like or comment more than I actually see my friends sometimes. Yeah. And it does change the the relationship. But as far as a romantic relationship, um, as far as on social media, again, that's why they don't last as long because there are certain things I think one is private and just for the relationship. And there are other things that I feel like it's, it's safe to share. But the moment you put your partner or something like that on social media, they your, your relationship belongs to the internet. Yeah. It, it, I don't know how to say it, but it kind of like, puts in, you know, it's, it's open season for whatever people have built up about your relationship. So that's why when you go on so social media and, and some women will brag about how amazing their man is and my man bought me a car and he did this and he does everything. When that man breaks her heart and or does things or, or violates her trust or whatever, she's not putting that on socials. Mm -hmm. She's not putting the, when people talk about ups and downs, like I said, the downs is cheating normally so if if you're not tending to your relationship in private but you're opening this door for everybody to evaluate to look to put the hard eyes to do all that stuff again it's creating a false narrative 
of what you think a relationship is and isn't. Yeah. So building any type of relationship starting from the internet and how you feel about someone on the other end, you really need to make sure that because you're falling for fake, <laughs> you yeah. know, in, a, in another word, and you don't know that person. So when you do get together, it's probably awkward, you know? Yeah, it, it's people building up like I think it's and as being like a creative like technically me and you have never met face to face like so it's like I think I have a different outlook on it because most of the people that I have now networked and and built like business relationships with or even personal relationships not romantic ones I may never meet them face to face but when you mm -hmm. start but but that's a different level but when you start like following yourself falling in love for someone you've never occupied the same space with that that's weird to me like correct it, it, like how can you how can you say you love you you don't even know how this person choose if it may annoy the hell out of you but yet you say you you falling in love on social media i feel like men do this a lot men fall in love every day oh, yeah. but this is why i think like the dating thing is kind of like strange and messed up because you have people kind of looking at social media and the people that are on it. And, you know, let's say like men love, you know, beautiful women and they're going to follow beautiful women. And a lot of times they be having like feelings for women, you know, whether that's going to her page, liking her pose, uh, interacting with all of her content, things like that. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't know how to go outside and talk to a girl that's in front of him in Starbucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, it's, it's building something that's just not real. So it's going to mess up your ability to probably be able to, to interact in person. You're going to be awkward, standoffish, like all of those weird things and weird vibes that people give off because they don't know how to talk to you or they don't know how to approach you or begin a conversation. And I feel like some of that starts on the premise that a lot of people start to build so many relationships on socials. And when they get around to each other, I've been like in a situation where somebody was, some, you ever met somebody that was like extremely extroverted on social media mm -hmm. and then you met them and they're like a turtle. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, wow. I fell for it. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Cause like how I am on socials is kind of how I am when you're talking to me or in person or whatever, you know, but I'm sure there are things that I don't share on socials for a specific reason. Um, so there are things that people just don't know about you from social media. And I feel like making a whole, you know, decision on who somebody is based on their socials is strange. Yeah. It's just strange. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can understand interest being started there. I can understand even where some people get to the point of, you know, I'd like to kick it with you in person. I understand all that. But when you have people that are all invested like they've been with somebody for years off strictly social media dms is like nah some, something mentally to me is not quite right in that case because it's like what's going on in your real life yeah what's going on in your real life that you dedicated all of your time and energy into something that's not real and you prefer that over the real that's yeah so again strange 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 <laughs> well we are going to take a break and when we come back we're going to be answering some listener questions and emails and listen i know we've been off for two weeks these emails actually came before we were off uh but y'all sent some shit y'all yeah. sent some oh, shit all right. <laughs> we'll be right Let's back after this <laughs> 
What up, everybody? This is Scoop Grady. This is your boy, A.B. Make sure y'all check out the Inside Scoop, the second of every Wednesday. Make sure y'all check us out. Yeah, man, we dropping this shit every other Wednesday, man, at 11 motherfucking o'clock. Please kill, kill, double fucking kill. All right, and we are back from break. We are now going to answer your questions and emails. Mm-hmm. Tanya, I'll let you so, read this first one. <laughs> all right. So the first one says, am I missing something? Ooh. So, uh, hey, Hayes and Tanya, I've been dealing with this guy for almost a year, and he's a real smooth talker. I know I'm not the only woman in his life. However, he said some things that really made my heart happy. Good. Um, I've developed really strong feelings for him. We're not monogamous, so I try to remind myself when I see him post his woman with these captions and she's commenting things like, babe, that he's not my man. (laughs) Ma'am. Or sir. Um, what? So, you know, all right, let me finish. (laughs) The issue is that recently when I brought up, when I brought this up, he told me she has just, she was just a friend, nothing more. I don't know the dynamic of their relationship, but I'm also not dumb either. It's questionable. (laughs) I'm at a point where I'd rather just cut the romance and keep it pushing. We were all recently together at a party for a mutual friend And they came together. Oh, okay. He knew I was coming. I feel they were going to develop into something serious, and he's just not going to say anything to me. My question is, should I let him know I'm walking away from this and why? Or do I just bow out? Shouldn't give him the option to argue, and despite what he says, I should stick to my decision. Thank you for any advice you can provide, Trinity. Is this also a part of the same question? No, the second question is a completely different one. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. I was like, Ooh, girl. So, um, Hey, what do you think? Uh, okay. Here's my, here's my opinion on this. And this may piss some people off. It doesn't. If you are in a position with someone where you guys have not outlined any type of exclusivity and sure. you know that you know that you're not monogamous, you can't really be mad at what that person does. Now there does need to be a level of tact and consideration. So if he knew you were coming to a party and he came with somebody else that can be conceived as, I wouldn't necessarily say disrespectful, but it's like a slap in the face. Um, to whom? To whom? Right. Okay. So I feel like you don't get to dictate feelings after you've already crossed the line of messing with someone who belongs to someone else. You've already set the standard, and that's in hell. You have set <laughs> the standard for, and I'm not judging, right? I'm just trying to be fair. But if you're messing with someone that belongs to somebody, you don't get the right to say what it, what anything that makes you you upset or uncomfortable because you've agreed with an uncomfortable situation. Um, I had somebody explain it to me like this about a threesome. I asked if they had limits, you know, what they can do in their threesome. They were a couple. Mm-hmm. And they said, we've already crossed the line of allowing someone else in our bed. Why would we start making rules? <laughs> You're already breaking the, you understand? Yeah. And so in this case, you're already violating yourself because you're interested in someone that's taken and you're taking your feelings and putting them on the shelf while they get to have all of their feelings. For you, they get to have all of their feelings for their partner. You're the one that's taking the loss. So as far as this person bringing their significant other to a party that they knew you were going to, what do you want them to say to their significant other? You can't come because my girlfriend is going to be. <sighs> well, and maybe maybe I just interpret because I read this email as as he's not with the other girl either. 
It's just somebody else that he that she feels he may be getting serious with. Okay, so if it's someone that he thinks he may again, but yeah, it, it, what you've you already will fly. set the standard. Yeah. If you're dating someone that's telling you they're dating, meaning they have different interests and in different people and whatever the case is, you you don't get to start dictating how that's gonna go for them because they were being honest with you. You have the decision to decide whether you wanted to deal with that or not. That person is being honest with you. You're not being honest with yourself because now you have feelings about the things that he's doing. Now, if you think they're interested in this person more and they're trying to make a relationship out of that and you're asking, should you just leave it alone? The answer is yes. The answer is just let it be what it is because the more you try to infiltrate that, that connection he already has, you're going to literally end up like, fighting for his attention and you're not going to feel good. And as far as giving him an explanation, I feel like if you guys have been cool, I feel like that's fair. Yeah. Hey, I see, you know, the way you're moving and I see the situation, but, um, you know, I, you can go ahead and t be with her or whatever. And I'm just going to bounce like that's fair because you're being honest about your feelings the same way he was being honest about what he was doing. But you know, you can't really feel a way um, that he's more interested in someone else because you agree. Um, yeah. I think she's, she's asking it. Well, should she just cut it off or I'm like, you already kind of know what you need to do exactly. and you know, it doesn't make you feel good to see him take pre or her take someone, take someone else and make them more important than you. And I get that. And I get that your pride and things like that are involved, but you have to be good to yourself. He's being good to himself, yeah. you know. And, and I think people tend to feel some type of ownership over somebody because of their feelings for that person. And you don't mm -hmm. really you don't really have the right to have that. He's been honest with you about where he is, that he's dating, that he's seeing other people. You guys aren't monogamous. So in that case, when it when it is that. You really you, you can't project your feelings on someone else. You can't expect because you your feelings developed into more. You probably want to be with this person. They have told you that's not where they're at. You have to respect that. You have to respect where somebody is. And you can't you can't carry your feelings in your vagina. <laughs> it's hard. right? <laughs> it's hard. But when you start to I mean, I've done it and it has happened to me. Mm -hmm. And and I don't remember feeling like. Cause I get it. You, it's like you're you're losing to someone else, right? Cause you like this person. You see them drifting. Maybe they're not calling as much. Maybe they're not texting as much. And where you guys used to go out all the time, suddenly it's like every blue moon. Um, and then you notice that this other woman is taking up his time. I get this. It's like, damn. Like, what was wrong with me? <laughs> but once you get over that and just realize, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm good because I don't want to compete for his attention because that's what it's, it's going to turn into. And some some women are okay with that. Some women are like, oh, I don't care about a little competition and, you know, and that's fine too. But just to do yourself justice, I would say just remove yourself from the situation altogether. Yeah, big facts. I, I agree with that. So that's our advice on that one. Hopefully it does you well. Hopefully you take it like, but just by reading your email and the tone of it, you know what you need to do. You just you probably want to hear somebody else say it. And that happens to a lot of us. We know more, right. more times than not what we need to do. We just need that kick in the butt to do it. So uh, hopefully we can be that for you, Trinity, and hopefully this all works out for you. I know it's been a couple of weeks since you sent that in. So uh, give mm -hmm. us an update. We want updates, people. Um, 
please. <laughs> this second email, Jesus, this is long. Uh, it's a little winded. Yeah, it's a little yeah, winded. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, but let's dig in. So this one is my husband of five years takes me for granted and doesn't care. To avoid the just break up advice, let me be clear that we are not breaking up. We have two small kids and I've been married before and I know that the grass is not greener on the other side. Both of us were raised in homes where our mothers stayed home and our fathers were the breadwinners. It came naturally that I would cook, clean and manage the house over time that he has forgotten that it doesn't just happen. He said to me how easy how easy this house is. He said to me, how easy is this house to keep clean versus our last one? It's literally twice the size and we have two kids under five destroying it every day. I corrected him and tried letting the bathrooms get so nasty he would have to clean them. It totally backfired and I ended up deep cleaning and scrubbing bathrooms. I now don't let them get that bad because I only I only punish myself and I don't I do not even get a thank you. PSA, if you use the bathroom and someone else cleans it, thank them. I can't live with this. I can't live with this, though. You see, I am a I am better at the 1950s housewife stuff than he is. I can multitask and I'm efficient. I can really crush a to do list. Uh, he he is never excited to repay me. I mean, we never go on date nights. What excites him is spoiling his parents. He'll come up with grand scheme of a dinner party to have his parents over complete with nicely paired wines and beers i can't tell you the last time he put thought into doing something for me okay. i've told him with a tear running down my cheek i wish you would spoil me like you do let's just okay because there's more yeah. this is we've 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 hit enough we've hit enough with this yeah um you've you what can i say this is the the point where you have to you have to take ownership of your own happiness like you have to put your foot down and just demand it. Like you say that the grass isn't greener on the other side. You're currently le- you're currently living on the on the the dark side of the grass. Like it, it, what is in it for you? I understand. Yes, you're supposed to give to your family, but he has the capability. He's showing you he has the ability to think for other people. You're Correct. just the low person on the totem pole, and that stinks. What do you think? So it's like. <clears throat> Starting this off with, first of all, I'm never leaving this man. Set the tone, right? Because you don't want the advice or help. You, I hate to say it, and I don't want to seem negative or against you, but it just seems that you just wanted to vent or complain um, because you're making it clear you don't have any intentions on taking further action. Now, you said that you've tried to do something and it backfired again. I said a few episodes ago that I don't match energy, right? You want this person to, to help you around the house. So what do you do? You don't do it. And then just to see if this person will, I don't know, help you. And then it backfired because they didn't give a damn. Yeah. And you still ended up cleaning it. And the only thing that that proved was that this person deliberately is not willing to help you. And unfortunately, if you're not willing to, you say you don't get date nights and you list all the things that you don't do and you list all the things that this person is doing that's affecting your life. Um, And you're saying, you know, well, I told him with a tear running down my eye and it's like, you have to take the emotions out of it and figure out whether you are being true to yourself or not. Because what it sounds like is you're just accepting. You're accepting that this is the way your life is. You said it right there. I'm much better at the 1950s household stuff um, than he is. 
you've already told him that I know I'm better at this thing, but I need your help. Um, like, how is that supposed to make him feel to help you? You're good at it. Why do you need my help? Yeah. That's what you're telling him in in so many words. And so in this this letter, like I appreciate, you know, you listening and writing in, but it kind of just seemed like you just wanted to complain that this person isn't the perfect man for you. And there is no way to get around it, really. I feel like if he's like you said, he, you can see, you can witness him treat somebody well, his mother or his parents. So you get to watch him be good to someone and then you're never at the receiving end of his treatment or his good treatment and you're not interested in leaving. Maybe you just need a diary. Yeah. Maybe you just need to just journal it out, you know, because you don't want to take the measures that it's going to take to get his attention. You, you, you know, I don't know what else we can offer when you've decided that you're not going to take real action to get the love that you're giving, to get the respect that you're giving, the appreciation, the reciprocity, you're not getting it. So, and you're not willing to leave. So I, I have nothing over here. Yeah. I mean, we, there's no advice we can give you. If you, you're not willing to leave, you've, you've, it doesn't seem like you're really willing to put your foot down um, either. Like at some point, like, unfortunately, and not because it has to be, but this may just be your life. And it, like, um, Oh, there's a part in this we didn't get to. I would love to read it. Okay. <laughs> hmm. He told me that he and I are basically the same person in his head, and he doesn't spoil himself. <sighs> oh, shit. After embarrassing me for crying over something so petty. What? What? Ma'am. Okay. If you're listening right now, I know it's been a while, but just stop the recording. Just stop, press pause, and hug yourself. Put your arms around yourself. And just hug yourself because you need one. You need a really good hug. This is a really interesting, you know, letter that we, we got in because I've never seen something that kind of is just, it's a one-way conversation, yeah. you know? She is not like, I need help. It's like, I just want to inform you guys of what I'm dealing with. And, you know, I don't even know if this is necessarily asking for anything, it's a it's a cry out for help. Like it's like a venting session, and I, like you. I tried. To... I tried to skim through it again to find something in there that I could help you with, but it just is. It doesn't exist because this is all self inflicted. Yeah. It's it's something that you are doing to yourself, and you've made a monster out of your husband. You've made a monster out of your home. You know, you're like, the house is twice as big and our kids are basically rambunctious and I can't control anything. And really you're saying, I can't control myself. I can't control my household and I can't control my husband at all. Mm. And and what you're telling us is that you're just losing control. And I think you just need to take a step back, figure this out on your own. Because once you start changing, people change around you because they don't have a choice. Yeah. Um, each one of us have had a hairstyle or something that our parents hated, hated. They, they hate when we wear this certain thing. And over time, they just, they just get over it. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's the change that you have to make within yourself. And maybe your husband will come along and maybe he won't. But I feel like this is just you telling us that you are losing control. And I really hope you find ways, avenues, telephone numbers, I don't know. That's gonna help you find control again. Yeah, and I and I and I don't like using this because it, it comes off as like 
saying that something's like really wrong with somebody, but you may really want to sit down and talk to somebody. Not even like to if you guys can talk to somebody together, that would definitely help. But to help you find you, to help you get more in touch with what you want and be more comfortable speaking on it and sticking to to two things. Like sometimes we do need help with that. And I really feel like reading this letter that that's the vibe I get from this. Right. It's good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck. We wish you the best. But this last one, um, this is just this is this is it's an interesting one because <laughs> it's crazy. Funny. Yeah, yeah, it is funny. So the title of this one is just Bad Kids. I have been dating a woman for about three months now. We have a great time when we go out together, solid communication, and the sex is amazing. However, there is just one problem. Her kids are terrible. That is such a, that is a strong word to use when describing kids. Um, hey, you mean it, you mean it. Yeah, yeah. When I'm over her house, it's hard for us to have a conversation due to our kids yelling, running around, jumping on tables, talking back to her, and just rambunctious activities. While they are doing this, she just sits back and says things like, I'm so sorry, or I don't know why they act like this, but not once disciplines them or tries to correct these actions. As a parent myself, I feel like, there are tips I can give her, but I don't want to overstep. I would hate to leave a potentially great relationship over bad children, but it's getting to the point I refuse to go over her house or be with her and and, and the kids in public due to their behavior. Any advice, John? Homie said refuse. Like, I absolutely will not under any circumstances go to this place. <laughs> A refusal? God, oh, that hurt me. Listen. Man. Okay, so, right, I don't have any kids, so all kids are rambunctious to me. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, like, I've had a friend, a a male friend, in this particular situation where the kids just lack discipline. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, as an adult dealing with kids that aren't yours, it's a certain level of aggravation that they automatically come with because they're not yours. Yeah. And so you know that you can't discipline them, you know, you can't pow pow them, you can't talk too sternly to them because they belong to, you know, another set of parents. But I feel like it's really in the tone and the how of the communicating that these kids need to ask beat. Not necessarily <laughs> that you need to beat them, but they need some form of discipline, yeah. you know? You don't have to be so aggressive. Like, you know, your kids are bad. No one wants to hear negative things about their children. So they're not listening to you. Anything after terrible, she's not listening because you've already insulted her children. I think that as long as you can find a a nurturing way to kind of do it, I feel like, and this is only three months, you know what I'm saying? So this isn't like, Oh, we've been together for a long time and, you know, these kids and I don't want to discipline them and I don't want to step in, you know, because you don't want to step in and be daddy either. Right. Not at first. But I feel like as long as you have a conversation, she clearly doesn't have discipline, you know, with the kids that they're running around while you're there. Let me tell you something. I would have never because my mother just didn't allow it. My mother didn't allow the running around. That's the control that sis from the other letter was lacking. Control. So it's just, it kind of just fell into this question as well. But I feel like as long as you're doing it in a, in a kind way, um, that maybe she will understand. And maybe if she doesn't, um, kind of show her an example. So while it's happening, just tap her on her shoulder and, like, that's what I meant. Yeah. Like, this 
right here. See, my my tolerance for bad children are at, is very low, and it mainly is because most of the children I'm around are either mine or my cousins, and we're all like brothers. So I can tell his kids like I'm gonna beat your ass if you don't sit down. Right. So like to to be around kids that I don't that I can't say that or I can't discipline in that way would drive <laughs> me crazy as well. But like Tanya said that there's some there's some discipline that she needs to instill first because until her until their parent does it like they they're, they're gonna look at you like all right you can leave it's our house you can grab them little suckers up by the kneecap <laughs> and tell them about their little asses and it would not shake them at all because you're not in their household every day they don't have a reason to be afraid of you they don't have a reason to respect you but when it's your when it's your mother that certain type of authoritative you know, tone or whatever. My mom, you know, you know, you're back in the day, your mother just look at you away. Still, back in the day to this, to this day. <laughs> you know to just act right. Whatever you're yeah. doing, you just stop. <laughs> you just freeze. But it's being lost over time because one, parents are younger mm-hmm. and grandmas are 37. And it's just a crazy world we're living in right now. So a lot of parents really will just let, like you ever been in a store like Target? And kids are, you're watching the parents so into the clothes and picking up items that they're not even noticing that their children have torn down the whole store. And it's it's annoying because it's like, why are you deliberately not disciplining them? And so those little people grow up with no discipline. So no, they're not going to have respect for people. No, they're going to lack certain things. If you do not instill discipline in children, they're not going to have any set of moral rules or compass. So it's, it's this, in this case where he have all of these pros or these positives as to why he wants to continue dating this woman, but these goddamn kids are <laughs> in the way. And Bebe's kids has nothing to do with you trying to get to her to get to understand that just certain disciplinary action is needed. Otherwise, you're going to have to give up the good poom poom. And I know you don't want to do that. So you need to go introduce positive ways to, to say this to her. Just as long as you're not negative, speaking harshly on the kids, things like that. I think people will be a little bit more interested in listening. Yeah. And I, and I think, too, like you mentioned, he, well, he mentioned early in this email that they have great communication. If she's going to eventually <laughs> ask why you don't go over her house, you need to just be honest. Be honest, but be respectful as well. But say, hey. You know, it's hard for me to really enjoy our time together because the kids are doing X, Y, Z. Don't lead off with they're terrible. Please don't right. do that. Please don't he do that. He said, <laughs> I refuse to go over her house or, or be with her in, in her, public, in pub, her be and with, the kids. In <laughs> he said, not a chance in hell would I be caught. <laughs> he, he doesn't want anybody to be like, oh, those your kids? No. Or them baby kids. <laughs> <laughs> not in public and damn sure not at your house. Oh, man, that is hilarious. Oh, man. Oh, I feel really bad for him, man. I really do because he just want to love on her. And these <laughs> badass kids in the way of love, man. Kids get in the way of love. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but, yeah, um, talk to her nicely. Okay? <laughs> that's all. Oh, man. Well, that's that's it for this week. Wow, badass kids, this is crazy. Um, badass kids. <laughs> 
Tanya, any any parting words of wisdom, anything that you want to plug before we tell the people good night? Um, no, just make sure you also check out uh, my podcast, Urban Sweet Talk. Uh, we had a great episode that just passed with DJ Whiskey Chick, and we were talking about dating, and we gave some great, great, great advice for guys because y'all need y'all need guidance. Y'all need guidance and supervision. <laughs> Men need to be supervised. All the time. <laughs> listen, I'm, I gotta listen to this episode. You're not for, you're not for the dog, my people. <laughs> Y'all need a little supervision, but yeah, check out the show. It's available on all streaming podcast services. And um, no, just be good to yourself. Be good to yourself because putting other people's happiness, it is important to make other people happy. But you know, like they say, like flight attendants, you know, if something happens, you go through turbulence. You have to put your mask on first before you help somebody else. And I feel like that's the foundation for any letter that anybody has sent in. It is literally putting yourself first, your own happiness first, before you even try to make someone else anything else. So there you go. There you go. And I have, I don't have, like, I'm I'm still tripping off this. I refuse to go over house. Refuse. (laughs) Under any goddamn circumstances. I shan't and I won't be with you or those kids in public or private. <laughs> oh, man. But that's it. This has been another episode. <laughs> you, guys, you guys can follow me at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow the podcast at Love Lust B-A-S Pod. And this is just, this. I'm glad we're back. We'll be back next week, barring anything crazy happening. So we missed you guys. I'm hot. Yeah. I've been laughing too much. Bye, y'all. See y'all next week. <laughs> This has been a presentation of the Breaks Media. I'm in the fast lane, call me the fan. This is the anthem, niggas know me. They call me the heiress, away from the terrace. Horse in the carriage, haters gon' disparage. They gonna bank on me, they put the bank on me. Keeping up memories, niggas who slept on me, niggas lying on me. Now they dying slowly Niggas falling behind me I want them to find me, ayy It's the same on me, yeah With some gold teeth, yeah, yeah Money gon' stack, yeah This is just fast